Hey guys, if you've been tuning in over the last few months, you've heard all about the Game Time app and how it can save you some serious cash on last minute tickets to sports, concerts, and all sorts of shows. My favorite Game Time feature is the panoramic seat view. I love knowing what the view is going to be before I purchase the ticket. Well, now Game Time is hooking you up for the holidays with a $10 credit. Here's what you do download the Game Time app in the Google Play or App Store. Click on the My Tickets section of the app, make an account, and then under the billing section, redeem the code The Athletic. All one word. Again, The Athletic. Spelled out for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money, guys. We like free money. The credit's only available to the first thousand people who redeem the code, and it expires on December 31st, 2019. So make your move quick and score last minute tickets today. Rip City. Both teams play hard. Both teams play hard. Both teams play hard. Both teams play hard. Hello and welcome to another episode of From the Rose Garden. I'm your host, Dave DeFore, joined uh, hmm, not by Jason Quick not, today. Not Jason Dave Jason the day off. That's right. Uh, joined by my good buddy, Danny Morang. You know him from uh, being one of the Blazers outsiders on NBC Sports Northwest, or maybe you don't. Uh, he's also the co-host... <laughs> Of the Blazers Edge <laughs> podcast, he's also a really good friend of mine. You know, one of my one of my favorite guys to talk to. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? I'm going to introduce myself as not Jason Quick from now on. Yeah, well, I mean, <clears throat> we all should just start that, right? Yeah. Like for this show, I'd be like, "Hey, listen, uh, this is Dave. It's not Jason. It's not the guy <laughs> with the great stories." Uh, so, uh, how is the season treating you? Ah, uh, I, I mean, I shot the season in the moon like six weeks ago, so uh, I'm, I'm okay. Okay, all right. To be fair, for for folks listening who may not be familiar, although I'm assuming on a Portland, you know, uh, centric podcast that uh, that everybody knows who Danny is, uh, you've been wanting to blow this team up for like three years. So you technically yeah. punted this season three years ago. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. I, I everybody was talking about you know those things things go really well. Everything with you know things lined up, you know they could have a chance, and I was like, ah, I don't know about that. Let's see what happens at the trade deadline. Let's see what moves they make. So my my thoughts weren't sky high coming into the season. I certainly thought they'd be competitive, um, but you get ravaged by injuries. You lose three of five starters, and yeah, my expectations change. I don't care what comes out from the organization or from the fan base or anything like that. I'm looking at this like just make it through the season. That's that's right. really the goal now. Just Dame, CJ, stay healthy. Nurt, get healthy. Yeah, that's it. That that's and that's kind of the story of this season, right? Like Nurt gets hurt last year. They're rolling. Nurt gets hurt last year, and all of a sudden you're now looking. Okay, uh, what's it going to look like 14 months from now when mm-hmm. Nurt is able to come back? You you're almost you you got to be happy with what happened, right? The playoff run was great. Yeah, don't be wrong. Like the Western Conference final stuff was a blast. Like covering that from like the media perspective, like being able to be on top of that was unreal. Absolutely awesome. Especially with the moments that happened. You get Dame waving goodbye. Ending a franchise. Yeah, yeah, eviscerating the Thunder. uh, 
a game seven road win. Like, okay. And then even in the Western Conference Finals, you're up 14 or more in every game. You're at least feeling good. And the ultimate result was, you know, not great. But, like, riding that wave, it was fun. Yeah. It, and so, I mean, oof. there is good stuff that can come out of it. But the the long-term view is, okay, this, this team's not going to win a title this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, was unlikely to win one last year because of the Warriors, period. But Nurk going down doesn't help them. Now, you know you're coming into this year without Nurk, and you're thinking, okay, well, you know what? We got Whiteside. Maybe he can help fill the, the void a little bit. Um, some people convinced themselves of that before the season. Some knew what it would be like. <laughs> uh, and then you, you, had, you, know, you had Collins, who was showing promise early on. I mean, you know, in the three games he played, looked good, looked good in preseason, had looked good toward the end of last year and in the playoffs. And then he goes down for the season. Now, all of a sudden, you know, you're in a whole different world. And, and this is even before we get to Rodney Hood, you know, blowing his Achilles yeah. while he's in the midst of a career season. So, you know, it's been some bad injury luck to, to defend the team a little bit. Did they make perfect moves during the summer? Of course not. I mean, we, we all, you know, we know shipping out good defensive wings is never a good thing. Um, but at the same time, this is not exactly the team that they wanted to put on the basketball court. No, and, and the, the big thing is, and what I gave them a lot of leeway was, is that they did make moves, consolidate the contracts, and they are working the phones now to try to get a deal done. And for the first time, probably since Neil has been here, the pressure to get a deal done is it's make or break, I think. It could be a huge, huge deal if they don't figure it out. So I'm really driving home the nail. Like I'm sitting back here, like, hey, I'm cool. Just get a deal done and get the right deal done. But But okay, what's the deal? What's the deal that you want to have done? Because uh, again, any deal they make is not for this season. No, it's for next year. No. So what? What exactly? Like, there's just nothing out there. Like the Kevin Love deals don't really make any sense to me. The only reason that I would even co-sign a Kevin Love deal is that there's quite literally nothing else out there, and you're basically kicking the money down the road and having the extended years. They have to move the white side deal. They're like Mathematically, they, they don't have team-building options if they don't move that right. deal. So if the bare minimum is Kevin Love, whatever. Like I don't like the fit. Defensively, it's a nightmare fuel with Dame, CJ, and Love, and the only other guy out there is a plus defender is Nurk. Because right now, they don't have a starting small forward. The one that I want to see him make is I want to see him get Rocco. I want to see him eat Gorgie Jang's deal, bring Covington to Portland, and then try to find, and honestly, I'd like to see him use the Bazemore deal for that, and then whatever the smaller asset, use the first if they have to, and then use the Whiteside deal to go out and get a guy that makes sense at the four. So you can move Collins back to the bench. That is perfect. That is a perfect fit. That is, I mean, Robert Covington is exactly what this team needs. Yeah. And he, he's your starting small forward right away. You make Jang your backup five. You make you make the move for Whiteside where you get the four. Whether it's Aaron Gordon, whether it's Love, whether you know, there's, there's a couple other guys out there. I would definitely prefer over Love. I honestly, I'd, I'd rather have Lamarcus. You get Lamarcus in there, and you slide Zach back to the bench, and you've got Collins and Jang coming off the bench. Now you've got a team that makes a little bit more sense. The Lamarcus thing is funny. I know because you, 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 you don't think they'll do it. I don't. 
I don't think they'll do it. I, I don't think he left on the best terms. I, I don't think he's the greatest basketball fit unless he's going to, you know, shoot three or four threes a game and, and really like get out of the way for, for Damon CJ to be able to attack the basket. But I, I don't know, man. Like you don't think, you don't think pouting your way out of town is, it, is an issue. It's it, it. I think it was an issue from what I understand. There's been obviously communication between guys that he would be welcomed back. That's how I understand it. I don't know how welcome, but the fact that it has shifted from no way in hell to, yeah, he'd be welcome back is a pretty significant shift. So uh, something had to have happened behind the scenes where at least things are now amicable. Yeah. So, I mean, that at least gives me a little bit. I just, the way he would fit, I know it's not perfect because he's not the three-point shooter. But I think he understands spacing and Stotts understands spacing well enough with him to put him in positions to open the floor up still in the deep mid range. Well, this is something this is something we've talked about a lot. And I think Stotts is a little underrated in this respect. Stotts puts his players in position to do what they do best mm -hmm. and and at times has found things that guys didn't know they would be good at. I mean, Rodney Hood, I don't think he posted up this much anywhere. Yeah, taking previously. advantage of those mismatches like at every opportunity. It's 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 something they did with Wes Matthews when all of a sudden Wes discovered a, a post game. Like they opened up that series in 2014 with Wes just hunting James Harden in the post. It's just it's little things like that that like oh hey this guy can do this let's 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 make this happen. Uh, yeah, I, I just the idea of Lamarcus and Nurk in the high and low post when you've got two guys who were plus facilitators on the short rolls. I just, I, I like that idea. And you know, the timing, the spacing, everything else between Dame and Damon LaMarcus, CJ and LaMarcus. I think they could figure it out. Um, the question then becomes, you know, like you said, they, they're already at the cap, right? Like, so it's not like they're going to have money to spend during the summer. This is no. also a bad summer anyway. They'll have, I mean, Rodney Hood's still going to be on the books next year. My assumption is he'll pick up his option. Yeah, his six million uh, option. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's going to be a Wes Matthews situation where, you know, some other team throws him a giant deal. Uh, but he may be back, you know, for the start of next season with the way guys are coming back from the Achilles. Just uh, what Zach Collins should be. Well, right, right. That's that's always Zach Collins should be back. Mm -hmm. um, Nurk will be back. Mm -hmm. This team next season. And I hate to do this a third of the way through the year because, you know, it, it just is what it is. Like, we, we kind of know what this team is. Their ceiling right now is like a six seed and getting bounced in the first That's round. Like, tops. They, they, don't, they, they don't have the bodies. That's the thing. Right. Like, it doesn't matter how well they, like, they scored 101 points the other night with the starting lineup and escaped the Suns without Booker and with, without Aiden. Like, that's, that's let, let's, let's just be real here. Like, they're, they'll make a trade. They'll get a little bit better, but they're giving up bodies in the same sense. Like you have to right. give bodies to get bodies. So, you know, it, it, it's not going to magically solve problems. Yeah. You, I mean, you definitely have to take a calm approach. Speaking of calm, we talk about physical fitness quite a bit uh, when we talk about basketball, but there's another side of the game that's just important. Dan, I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James the second greatest player of all time, to help train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body. And Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better. 
have less stress, and perform at your best. I, I'm hoping that Neil O'Shea is using calm. <laughs> For LeBron James, sleep is an, an important part of his mental fitness routine, and he uses calm to help train his mind to sleep better. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash blazers. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started today at calm.com slash blazers. That's calm.com slash blazers. Danny. You love that. You love that ad read. I, I, I do. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not getting my zen right now. Cross-legged. Fantastic. Yeah, fingers yeah. Fingers on my knees. So, okay. So, we, we've been pessimistic. Now, let's be positive. Okay. There have been some positives from this I was, I was pessimistic. Okay. I was, I, was, I was projecting forward to next season. Yeah. Okay. But but let's talk this season. Okay. What okay. we've seen so far. Uh, quite a bit of growth. I mean, again, Zach Collins being injured really, really stinks because he looked so good, and I, I loved how Stotts was using him defensively as that weak side helper, and I think that that's a big part of why their defense has been so atrocious, yes. even without those defensive wings. I think not having that that guy, I mean, he showed it last year. He's fantastic at helping protect the rim from the weak side. Yeah, no, I mean, he's, he's a mobile guy who understands and reads the game defensively really well. They, the, the offensive stuff still needs is kind of a work in progress, but defensively his instincts are, are better than most kids that come out especially bigs it always takes bigs forever to figure it out they, they understand the size and they understand the you know me, me block shot but other than that it's it's the, the timing and, and the spatial awareness and understanding what teams are trying to do to get to certain places and how guys get there he he had a little bit of problem fouling being a little too aggressive but he was always in the right spot so yeah that, that kind of thing's almost impossible to cover up for especially when you again the the problem of you know two smaller guards on the perimeter can become straight line drives and that help side defense isn't there and yikes that's pretty much all you get uh the other uh, the other young guys on the team have also shown flashes mm -hmm. uh, anthony simons had had like an eight game stretch where he looked just untouchable where uh you know people were saying well you can't trade simons but you could trade cj yeah, you know me, dude. I, I love CJ, but I've never loved the fit between Dame and CJ just because of the size and, and what that limits what you can do. And Anthony's a bigger kid, and it allows you to kind of maybe consider trading CJ. And you saw those flashes from Ant, and I kind of feel bad for him over really since Melo got here. He's been kind of in a funk, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Melo's probably getting some of the shots that you know he was originally getting, and how he fits in the offense and with the way Stotts is running things right now. So with the starter, so, so heavy a load when Ant's out there, he's out there with guys that aren't really helping him out. So he's got to do everything himself. And I don't think he's quite ready for that. So when he gets into it, it's kind of like, uh, you mean you take a game like last night against the Warriors ends up over five. The other thing is, is he's picking up Zach Collins uh propensity for fouls that don't exist. Uh, got some rough calls last night. He's been getting rough calls and, and non-calls on the offensive end for the last probably two weeks. He's getting that that uh, that rook treatment in the second year because he didn't really get it because he didn't really play last year. But he's a guy that I'm stupid high on. Like I, I, I understand why they look at him the way they do because he makes plays that you're like, that's a that's a premier, you know, all-star level 
pick and roll example, and you see these things that just pop out off the screen, you're like, that's kids like that should not be making those plays. 20 year olds should not be making those pocket passes on the run with their offhand. And you're just like, okay, you can see where it's at. Yeah, I think I think he's going to be a really good player. The one of the drawbacks from from bringing on Melo and starting him like they did is that I thought Nasir was really really good with that starting lineup. I thought it, while he made mistakes, which you expect from a from a rookie, yeah, I thought he provided them with some energy that they didn't have on their own. What, what do you think about Nasir? I love Nasir, and we were talking about this in the show last night. Is that with the injuries and way the things are structured right now? Who's the hustle guy? They, they they don't they don't have the hustle guy like Bazemore is kind of been the hustle guy coming off the bench but now he's starting and so his role's kind of changing a little bit and so you look at the starting lineup you don't want Dame hitting the floor you don't want CJ hitting the floor Whiteside hitting the floor is a disaster Melo's not gonna hit the floor Bazemore's your one you know guy who is your you know premier defender so to speak on the wing you don't want him diving after everything all the time because your defensive integrity kind of falls apart if he's the the hustle guy. So now you're like, well, what about Nasir? Well, Nasir's had back spasms now. And so the lineup list looks janky as hell. And it turns up, you know, being Tolliver, Herzonia, you know, guys who that really hasn't been their MO per se, having to kind of put themselves in that position. And Nasir's a guy that all the energy in the world, like he's like two glow sticks short of his own little personal rave. Like he's just constantly turned up to 10. And I know it's blasphemous to like, toss up a comparison out for guys, but I don't typically get hyperbolic when the comparisons come around. But when I watch him play, man, I see Gerald Wallace just hair on fire, complete disregard for his own body. Oh, like if there is a loose ball anywhere on the floor, he will stop whatever he's doing and hunt that thing. And it's just, it's a, it's an intrinsic trait that just how many guys have that in the league, Dave, that are, that are just absolute dogs every second they're on the floor. I mean, there's, there's, few right like it it just doesn't necessarily translate to a lot of money no um so you don't see that as much but i mean i i did like i said i i love the the energy he injected into the starting lineup when he got there i thought he played pretty well the shot you know i'm not not a, the biggest fan of it but hey he was starting to make it he's the biggest working thing is, his butt off on it he like, was taking those shots which is just as important sometimes yeah especially for a team that that at times you know needs that spacing so, I mean, I, that's for me the one drawback to the to the mellow thing is that you're not getting to develop these young guys as much as you probably should during a season that is going to be a down year. Yeah, I mean, that, that's my, that's my biggest problem with this season is that this franchise is so locked in with, you know, what well, we said, you know, we're building and they're not going to take a step back. Like, even if they right. should take a step back and be like, hey, Ant, instead of playing 20, you're playing 28. Hey, Nastir, instead of, you know, not dressing, you're playing 20. Hey, Scal, you're going to get 25. Like, those are the things I think they should be focusing on and, instead of, you know, hunting a, a playoff seed that's going to get them, you know, ethered in the first round. Okay, I want to talk about Melo just for a minute. Mm -hmm. Because he's been good. He has no, been No much ands or no, no, buts about it. I'm not going to hear a Danny Meringue but on this. He's been good in his role, right? He's not, he's not Damian Lillard, okay? Yeah. But he's been good in his role. And this was the, the knock on him, and the reason why he was out for a year is because people doubted whether or not he could come into a team, because only a good team was going to sign him, or and I hope that he wasn't going to sign with a bad team. That would have just been weird. 
the the knock was can he come in and fill a role? I think he's been really good, and and the defensive effort has been there. It's been there at times, but I mean that's that's the mellow mo, right? Like that's you know you see him ole, and then, then two minutes later you see him get a steal and kind of make up for it in a sense of getting out in the breath. Honestly, I think he leads the team in steals. He does. <laughs> just, so it's it's a box score stat, but with him, he's what's this is insane to even say. He's the most gifted transition player they have on the team right now outside of Anthony Simons and Simons still is a little bit off kilter. So old Mello probably has more transition points. I bet you if I looked in since he's been on this team than anybody else. So those, those times where he does maybe take a playoff, he gets kind of back on the other end. So it, it's kind of give and take, but the big thing to me is he's absolutely canning from three. He's shooting over 40% on over four attempts a game. Like that's the big thing because that's the release valve. And then the wild thing about it is you think about it. Damon CJ are the best shooters Melo's ever played with. Oh, yeah. Probably by a lot. Yeah, by a pretty significant margin. So when you see teams loading up for him when he does get that right, you know, uh, short post uh, ISO, and you're just like, yeah, well, throw that double team over there. Well, I mean, Draymond got him last night because he didn't see it coming. But <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, it, the ball movement that comes out of that, all of a sudden guys are getting open shots. And now they're, they're not stopping anybody in their end, but. If they keep scoring 100, 95, 100 points a night from their starting lineup, then I guess they got that puncher's chance. And without, to be honest, without Melo right now, they would be hurting. They stink. They would Mello. be really bad. So, what you're saying is that Melo is the real MVP. <laughs> that, I'm, that's going to be the quote. We're going to put that out there on <sighs> social media. It's going to be great. All right. So, uh, as we wrap up, a third of the way through the season, we know what this team is, kind of. They're 12 and 16. Gun to your head. Are they making the playoffs? They'll make the playoffs barring anything else happening. The only caveat to that would be is if they trade Whiteside for a guy who's a power forward and Nurk's not quite ready to play the five, and they have to play that four at the five for, for a stretch of games, and it ends up, you know, biting them real hard. Phoenix or Minnesota both, you know, kind of get hot. That's the only thing that would preclude them from, from really getting it done. Well, that's going to do it for this week, folks. Uh, thanks again for listening, as always. Make sure you give us a good rating and review on iTunes and uh, subscribe to The Athletic. We're doing good work over there. Uh, you can read all of Jason's stuff. You can hear all the podcasts ad-free, hearing my voice every week with no ads. Although, I got to admit, my ads are really good. So You, you know, get a great I, I ad. I, I do. I, and I know that that's going to be a, a step back for some of you, but still subscribe to The Athletic. It's fantastic. Dan, thanks for coming on, man. That hey, was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, of course. Uh, we'll be back next week. We're going to do a special Christmas week mailbag. So look out for that. Uh, we'll throw it out on Twitter and uh, I look Both forward to are. taking questions. Both things play hard. Both things play hard. Blessing, good night.